Today on a soul-sucking episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, real humans pick up the phone to share their stories of heart-stopping encounters with the dead. Do the dead have a negative or chilling goal in mind with the living souls they encounter? Or do they simply want to suck the life out of those who are trying to live their best life? We ask the question and more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Of course, you can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com Get access to all of our bonus episodes, more than 400 of them now for you to binge away on, as well as uh, advanced episodes of the show, the whole archive, all of it completely commercial-free for you to enjoy at your leisure. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash stories to get in on all of that. It's Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Only 18 more days left of school. Hey. And then you'll be a big second grader, right? No, fourth. Oh, yeah, it's fourth that you're... Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be up in the middle school. Yeah, I get, you're going to be up in there, up in there, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yep, up in the middle school. A so- walk-in playing Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg and Dogg. This will work out well. <laughs> um, yeah, so, wow, that's... Um, that's scary. I think I drove by the middle school today and I'm like, oh, that's where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. It's you're, pretty big. You know, you're right across the street. From a graveyard. From a graveyard. Yeah. I'll, you are. Whenever we drive past that in the bus, I always say, and that's where the bad kids go. <laughs> <laughs> what I was wondering about it quite actually was more so that graveyard looks like it looks like it's been there for quite some time. And that road doesn't necessarily look like it's been there forever. It makes me wonder. Were some of the graves on the spot where the middle school was built? Never to be disturbed again other than the concrete, the structure, and the pilings to build that building. Now I hope I don't get locked in an art closet. And do the dead still linger within the walls of that middle? I don't know. I'm kidding. Actually, it looks like the... um, the fe- there's a very old rock fence around it and it looks pretty dated so I'm thinking the middle school is probably not built on a uh, a graveyard sadly <laughs> sadly but there is a possibility you're like hoping for this to actually yeah, be real yeah I am yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just joking hey uh, people yeah. uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. We've been recording shows throughout the evening with Carol and Harper, and we've stopped once or twice for severe weather where we had to go to a shelter. And this is our last episode of the night that we're doing. So we're a little bit worn down. I'm not going to school tomorrow. (laughs) We'll let you take a break. Yay! Yeah. It's uh, it's been a late night of uh, being in that storm shelter, and we're just still kind of wound up. So I said, "Let's do a show." Yeah. And, um, From this very dark, stormy yeah, so. 
night. Here we go. Let's hear a ghost story. Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. My name is Jace, and uh, I just want to tell you about my demon encounter. Um, I've never considered myself sensitive to supernatural things, but I do believe that once you take out uh, all the bit of logic that you can throw in, oh, it could have been a bird hitting the window. Oh, it could have been it when all the logical evidence is thrown out and it just is supernatural. I believe it. But um, <laughs> it's funny I say that because I don't want to say I've been haunted. I should say I've been protected by my late father. He died um, a few years ago. Um, he was in a car accident. But um, <laughs> it was it was odd because me and him, me and him never really got along too well. We'd always respected each other, but me and him never really saw eye to eye. And we were talking one day, and um, I looked at him. And I told him I loved him, even though sometimes he gets on my last nerve. And he looked at me and he said, I love you too. I will always protect you no matter what happens. And um, his work actually called, he, he used to own a, he owned a business. Um, and he had to go to the office and he never made it there. Um, yeah. Um, but that was, that was a few years ago. I'm 18 years old, and <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing, but I always had a, a, a phobia of the dark. Like, whenever, I, if I couldn't see anything at all, I'd flip out. I, I couldn't handle it. I, 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 I could always swear I felt, uh, you know, breath on the back of my neck. I could always feel something touching the very back of my foot just enough to where I question if it actually happened and uh, now I actually think I know why I had a phobia of the dark um, the breathing that I would so called feel in the dark was very labored it was it was in and out in and out and it sounded very wheezy like they were having trouble breathing, but it was so faint. It was so faint. I, I, I couldn't even. Anyways, um, lately, there, there, a little bit of context. There's uh, two wanted fugitives in Georgia right now, and this happened just a few days ago. Um, I was in the shower, and. I was home alone, and the door opened to the house, and we don't necessarily have an alarm. We do, but we, we, we generally just use the system my dad set up a very long time ago to where if you open the door, three loud beeps go through the house just so people could know someone's coming in or going out. It... <laughs> I've never snuck out, but I've always imagined it'd be very hard to sneak out. Um, 
I can neither confirm nor deny that I have snuck out before. But I, um, my dad, for my 18th birthday, had, had given me a Smith & Wesson. It was old, it was kind of old, but it was, uh, it worked just fine, and it's my favorite gun, I still have it. But, um, I had actually gone shooting with my best friend. He, he didn't really, he doesn't really know how to shoot very well, and I was teaching him how to, how to shoot, how to hold it, and whatever. So, when I got home, I, uh, I had taken a shower just to get all the, the lead and the dirt off me. And so when I got out, I heard the door open. Um, I still had my gun on, on, the, on the pants on the floor. So I had grabbed it and, and I had opened the door because I had thought it was the fugitives because my mom wasn't supposed to be home and uh, no one was supposed to be home. And um, I walked into the kitchen and the way that my house is laid out, it's the kitchen, then the, it's the dining room and it's the kitchen, and then it's a, and then it's a four, uh, foyer, or whatever. It's the room where you walk into when you first walk in. And I walk, I had walked into the dining room because that's where the, well, that's where the hallway is, where the bathroom is. And what I saw confused me. The door was wide open, and it was weird because the the bolt was still open, and like it was locked, but. I didn't even notice that until later because I was too busy staring at the woman staring right at me. Um, she had on a, a dress that was dirt, like horribly dirty. I couldn't tell if it was dirt or blood or both. Um, she had dirty, dirty, dirty black long hair. And, um, uh, she was so skinny, and I thought it was just a homeless woman with really long fingernails, because her fingernails were straight, and they were about two feet long each, but on the other hand, she just looked like she had regular fingernails. And I was just going to tell her, I was either just going to, I'm sorry if this offends anybody, I was either going to tell her to get out of my house or I was going to shoot her right then and there. But um, before I could even say anything, she wheezed and she breathed very hard, just like I swore I could hear in the dark and panic grabbed me. Um... All of a sudden, I lifted the gun, I lifted the hand that the gun was in, and there was no gun. Uh, and I, I panic gripped me, and fight or, uh, fight or flight kicked in. I wasn't going to fight that thing, so I, I ran to my room, and um, where she was, my room was on the opposite side of the house, and it's a one-story house. Um... And I, this sounds so stupid, but I, I collect katanas and, and other kinds of blades or whatever. So I basically threw 
everything off my dresser to grab what's called a a pudao, a P-U-D-A-O, and it, just look it up if you don't know what it looks like, um, and I was, <laughs> it was the longest one I had, and I was gonna, per, I was gonna protect myself while keeping a distance, so, uh, I don't know why she walked all the way to my room, and she scratched the walls, even though there are no scratch marks, I could hear her scratching the walls. And when she, when she walked in, um, I thought I was gonna die. I like, I, I thought I was gonna die, but the thing that haunted me at night, and all of a sudden, <laughs> my dad, is a very is a very big man and he is missing half of his he was missing half of his ring finger because of a, of a saw accident um, so when I saw a giant hand seem to create itself out of mist and plow the woman's head into the wall I could see my dad for about a second, and he looked at me, and he, he was smiling, and, and all of a sudden, it, it was instantaneous, they just, they were gone, like, it wasn't like I blinked and they were gone, it was so, I hadn't even blinked, it was, they were there, and then they weren't. Um... It's like they just, poof, snapped out of existence. Um, and when I registered what had just happened, my dad had kept his promise. Um, I broke down and cried. I hadn't cried in two years. I didn't even cry at my dad's funeral because I didn't know how to react. That sounds heartless, but I, I literally didn't even know what to do. Um, yeah, that's my story. I, I can send you a picture of the, the weapon that I was going to de defend myself with, and <laughs> I can actually show you the hole where the woman's head went in on my wall. And, um, yeah, so that's my story. I hope you liked it. Sorry for rambling on. Um, I'm not an EPP, so if you guys decide to air this, um, don't put it on an EPP episode, because I won't hear it. I can't afford it. So, you guys are awesome. I love your story. I love your stories. Um, Tony, I think that every once in a while you should maybe read a creepypasta, because those things are awesome. And, um, just read a few and people don't like them, then don't do it again. <laughs> um, have a nice day, you guys. Um, see ya. Isn't a creepypasta essentially what we do every day? Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I don't really understand what the difference is. I mean, all we do is get call oh, ghost stories and calls that are 
terrifying. Because the creepy pasta is what people posting creepy stories on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then what's the difference? Absolutely nothing. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, this is what we do every day. So, and being an EPP is only five dollars a month, by the way. So, uh, very affordable. Um, yep. Uh, it's not like twenty something a year. No, we try and make it really. Um, you know, if you want to do a year, you can do a year, but it's five bucks a month. Um, but yeah, creepy story. Very. Um, <laughs> so, smashing a woman's head into a wall. That's something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously. And what was the context of that? Um, creepy woman walking through house. After door had been locked and opened, still locked and yet still open. Yeah. Uh. Apparently, I honestly I don't fully know, but the woman like had bad intentions, I believe. Yeah. I just you know, in, in any context, very scary situation to be in, and uh, long yeah. fingernails. Yeah. That's yeah. That's disturbing. Thanks for sharing that. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to this story. Hi. This is Kristen again with another Lake House Elm Lodge story. Um, I'm going to keep calling you this week because I'm on holiday for uh, the Christmas and... I'm sick, so again, I'm sorry for the raspy voice, and I will tell you another story. So my grandfather and grandmother met in World War II. They met on a Friday and were married on a Saturday, and were married for 65 years. My grandmother was considered a war bride. Um, She was from London. She had my father on... American soil and England, so he had dual citizenship. Um, but eventually my grandfather had to go back home to school in Harvard, and she had to learn to accom- accommodate to his privileged kind of trust fund family uh, that at the time was still a part of a different class order that doesn't exist today, full of clubs and things like that. So, oh, and fancy dresses and those kinds of things. So either way, he brings her over and um, everyone doubts them and they stay married for 65 years. And I had a very close relationship with my grandmother after my grandfather died. I had a very close relationship with him too, but he moved her, they flew on an airplane one day up here from Connecticut, and he moved her next door to my parents, and he died as soon as he arrived in the little house on the property, and she said her final goodbyes to him, and so I was left as her primary caretaker along with my husband, and we'd go see her every night for dinner. Um, eventually she started missing her other home down in Harvey Cedars, New Jersey, and she was moved down there and I became pregnant and I wasn't able to visit her as much. So one day, um, I normally called her every week, 
I um, went for a walk to the mailbox and this beautiful monarch butterfly was just flying in front of me. And as I reached the mailbox, it just fluttered to the ground and it died. And of course, something like that's going to catch your attention. And in a flash, I felt like I couldn't stand. And I just knew my grandfather or grandfather was trying to get in touch with me and that my grandmother was going to die that day. And sure enough, my aunt, called me back after I frantically called over and over again and said your grandmother's in a dreamlike state and she's going to die soon and she died about five hours later so about two months later I went to Elm Lodge to the lake house and I was pregnant so I rushed in and there's only one bathroom downstairs attached to a bedroom that out looks out to the front of the house and um, it's attached to the dining room where I told you there's been many guests or ghost sightings. So I knocked on the bedroom door thinking my sister-in-law was in there. And I heard clear as day of a voice. And it said, just a minute, just like that. And I thought, well, why isn't my sister-in-law letting me in? She always lets me in. And I said, it's just me let me in final wait and i wandered into the living room and there i saw my sister-in-law and brother out on the canoe and i knew i was the only person in the house so i went back and i opened the door and no one was in there and then i remembered my grandmother's british accent and she always said just a minute and i knew it was her um I haven't heard her or my grandfather again. I think that was my last time. Um, I know they're, they found each other and they've left the property. Um, as for the other ones, they are there, most certainly. And I have more stories. So that's all. I hope you get these. I hope to hear from you soon. I know you're busy and you have lots, lots of messages. I remember one time you said, that it takes you maybe a few months to get through all the messages and emails that you get. So I hope you get these at some point and you have a happy holiday season. Thanks, Kristen. That indeed it does because uh, we get a lot of calls, lots of emails. Where we try to get to them as, uh, as quickly as we can. Thoughts on that? It's kind of cool how she saw a monarch butter- butterfly mm-hmm. uh, considering... You know how uh, my great-grandpa and the Cardinals, mm-hmm. I see all of them like every day and, I, and I'm just like, hi, great-grandpa. And they poop on my truck every day. And I say, thank you for pooping on my truck, great-grandpa <laughs> <laughs> or grandpa. I usually, see him, I usually see it like sitting on a porch. Yeah, I, I see him all the time. We have like a whole family of Cardinals down there, which makes me wonder, like, do we have a whole like family of dead uh, family members that live in the woods? Oh that my are, God, are birds? that's horrible. <laughs> Like dead family members that we don't even know about. They're all just hanging out as cardinals down in the uh, the pasture. By the way, like I do, I always just like whenever I see a cardinal like around the property, I'm just like, "Hi, great grandpa." I do the same thing. I say, "Hey, grandpa, how you doing?" Because he always he loved birds. He loved uh, looking for birds, and I got him a bird book for Christmas when I was a kid one year. And um, we're going to the library with him when I was a kid. When you this is you go to the library to look up things, and he had like he was so into it they like they would let him down like to the basement of the library where they had a lot of books that you, I guess most people couldn't 
borrow out or you had to know it was there or something to get it. Um, but uh, no, I think the same thing whenever I, uh, I see it, even if the bird is pooping on my truck, which it does every day, I have to get my car washed like three times a week because they sit on the mirrors of each side of my truck and they just hang out all day. And every time I go out there, there's the Cardinal right there. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> but birds do that. So, and if he's a bird, if he's doing that, I don't blame you're a bird. You, you kind of do what you do and you're a bird. So, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, uh, I do think of the same thing. Uh, eight, five, five, eight, five, three, 4802 is our phone number at real ghost stories online. Hi. Uh, my name is Rebecca. I'm calling from Eugene, Oregon. I hope I'm coming through. Okay. Um, I'm just calling you guys on my way back to work because I recently discovered that I had experienced something paranormal and I thought that I had never experienced a paranormal uh, experience before. So, yeah. Um, Well, I guess I'll start off by saying that uh, my grandpa, my paternal grandfather, he died before I was born and uh, I never got to meet him. But I heard a lot about him. I heard he was a really good man and that he cared about his family a lot. And when I was young, I'd say from the time when I was like a little baby to uh, maybe six or seven years old, uh, my parents would drop me off at my grandma's house um, and they would go on a date night, you know, and I had a lot of really good times at my grandma's house and she spoiled me for sure. Uh, She actually got me this Furby and I'm sure we all know Furbies, but um, for those who don't know, uh, (laughs) I don't know about the new model of Furby because apparently that but um the old furbies they didn't have an off switch you could either turn them off by taking the batteries out or you would just have to let them sit for a while and they would just shut down and they would wake back up if you uh sorry and they would wake back up if you um if you touch them and so i remember one night when i was really young like let's say five or six i uh was playing with my furby before bed and I couldn't get it to shut up. And I was trying and trying and I would just leave it and it still wouldn't shut up. So I just decided to stick it in the closet and that would be that. And so I went to sleep and I remember this so vividly. In the middle of the night, it just started making noise and it started saying like, play with me, play with me, like all those things that Furbies do. And like, it woke me up, it startled me, but I didn't really think anything of it because I was like a little kid. Um, So time passes. I'm 21 now, and my grandma died in 2009. And um, recently, my dad told me that my grandma believed that my grandpa's ghost was haunting her house. And when I was going over there, I had no idea. I'm sure he didn't want her to tell me because, you know, he doesn't really believe in that stuff. Um, And I didn't even know that my grandma believed in that until after she had passed but um yeah i recently found out that she believed that my grandpa's spirit was haunting our house and she suddenly said that she felt it was a protective spirit and that we didn't have anything to worry about but he also told me that she said that he liked to move things around in that closet the closet in my old room and i finally put two and two together and i realized Maybe it was him who triggered the Furby in the middle of the night and woke me up. Um, It's kind of funny. 
And I really wish that I had been able to talk with my grandma about this stuff before she died. But, you know, things just happen the way they do. So I thought that was kind of cute and uh, nice. Um, I love your show. I listen to it while I'm at work. It makes the time fly by. Thanks. Uh, keep up the good work. Bye. We should, we should have a Furby Bell. A what? A Furby Bell. A Furby Bell? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? For somebody talks about a Furby? Yeah. It's not that frequent. Well, neither is the bunk beds. No, it is. Bunk beds are very frequent. Really? Yeah, much more frequent than Furbies. I have to get the bell out of my other office because it's still sitting in the old studio. <laughs> but now I uh, I had a Furby as a co-host once. Was it scary? It it Furbies make a lot of random noises. <laughs> yes, the original <laughs> ones were, and they they said like if you you trained them well enough, like they could learn things. I don't know. This is circa 1999. I don't think they really have the technology to do anything quite that well yet. Um, today I could see it happening, but back then, not so much. It made a lot of random noises, and then people would say that they thought they heard words out of them. Plot twist is speaking in Germany, asking for help and warning about the secret society of lizard people. Huh? <laughs> secret plot twist is warning you about lizard people. Oh, the, the Furby is warning about li- Yeah, there you go. There's a conspiracy theory. Hey, um, that works. I, uh, the way that uh, Furbies were in such demand... I think it was like 1999 for Christmas. They were like the, I don't, I don't like tickle me Elmo. I think has been the only other thing I've thought of that has been that in demand on a Christmas. Tickle me Elmo. So creepy. They are, but they were super in demand on, on Christmas for a couple of years. Um, I haven't seen anything like that since, but Furbies were going for like thousands of dollars on eBay in 1999 and eBay was brand new and it was so hard to find one. I got one. How? I'm trying to... Re- I think we got it through the Toys R Us in town. I believe they had one. They held it for me. And we promoted them on the air. And they gave me a Furby. And then the thing was, okay, we're going to give it away on the air. How do you win the Furby? Like, and the, the contest was, what, what would you do for a Furby? Today, this would be a very dangerous content uh, contest. You'd probably get sued for it. Uh, but back then, people were like, I'll do this for a Furby. I'll do that for a Furby. And the winning thing that we did for a Furby was a person came in. And you know what a minnow is? The fish? No. no a minnow is like a tiny fish. Like you use them for bait. Oh, no. no, no. Yeah. So you, you like they're living, but you, you'd hook them and then you throw them out in the lake with your you know reel and yeah. it attracts other fish um so my town was a fishing town we grew up on a lake and so we had a lot of bait shops and the guy said i will drink 100 minnows for the furby and he did really he came into the studio did he die shortly after we got him 100 minnows from the bait shop and he sat there and he had a big old glass and he pounded back 100 minnows. Disclaimer, do not do this at home. Do not do this at home. And he got the Furby. Did he die? No, I, 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 I honestly, I didn't follow up, but I'm assuming he did not. But uh, <laughs> he was like, oh, my God. 
God. It was so disgusting. It was this whole big glass. And you see the minnows swimming around. And he just look, 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 chugs the thing down. What did you... And you're sitting there just in the face of absolute disgust. I was like, wow, this is good radio. But you can't see it. But it was interesting. I was 17 at the time, I think. Right around there. You were 16 firing your... Uh, music teacher, husband. Yeah, that was another fun one. But <laughs> um, but no, it was um, I was about seventeen. So this would have been calculator, please. Oh, so you can pull it up faster. Twenty-two years ago is when I would have done that. So twenty-two. Twenty-two years ago. Yep. Wow, you're old. <laughs> and now I, I just started in radio when I was 14. So I I, uh, I I feel like I've been in this much longer than I should be. And the thing is, I was playing radio station in my basement since I've been two. So um, I, I guess just, I guess if you count it all in, I'm, I'm like I've been doing radio for like 36 years. Uh, if you count the fir my first microphone, actually right there on that shelf. See that CBS sports microphone? Yeah, it's a toy. You put a battery in it, and you could uh, broadcast over like the radio station in your on your stereo in your house, and that was my first mic. I got that when I was two, and I I've really been doing this ever since. So there you go, it's crazy. Uh, all right, that's gonna wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Thank you guys for listening, keeping us on the air. We could not do this without you. Check out ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more. Thank you for that. Until next time, for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.